0: Welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. We are making no promises today. Um, <laughs> if, uh, our, if our pre-podcast meeting uh, taught us anything, it's really that Ryan Merkin, who I'm joined by as always, um, we really have no direction or any idea what we're going to talk about today other than high school football, but we, we don't know what uh, in what regard that will be, so... Buckle up and we'll uh, take you through the next whatever 30, 40 minutes here and uh, hopefully entertain you a little bit. But again, no promises.
1: That was easily the best pre-production, like pre, you know, podcast for us, pre-podcast. But that's the most that's the best preparation meeting I've ever had, I think, Rob, where we basically both just said we have no idea what we're going to do. Like, let's just hit record on this thing and see what happens. All right. You're, yeah, like you're ready in between break.
0: vacations. I'm, my mind is com- like locked <laughs> into Iowa football uh, preview stuff that I've been writing all week. And my mind is just numb with that. And uh, yeah. So what better time than to podcast?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm back from vacation. Number one, leaving for vacation number two tomorrow, which um I'm I'm super proud of myself though, Rob. Like I got a ton of stuff done in between like the what, 5 days that we were back here like house job all those things. Like I've been super productive. So I'm I've earned the second leg of this vacation. But you know this, like when you when you I mean, I have just flown a million miles a minute like the last couple of days, even like these 5 days like I my to-do lists have grown to-do lists like for with, with your prep sports with home stuff. And so I've gotten a ton done, but I am all over the place as, as our listeners are going to quickly find out because I have just been jumping from one thing to another in these five days. I've been super productive, but drank too much coffee. Um, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. This is the first vacation was awesome. Rob, We went out to the black Hills of South Dakota, had an awesome time. Kids loved it. And this vacation coming up is like, like my whole, like our whole family's going, but this is my like, get this vacation has got to get me through to like basically Christmas time. So this is my relaxation vacation. Cause when we come back, it's fall sports straight into winter sports. It's got to get me to that like two week break that we have um, for the holidays, you know, before, for sports wise for work-wise. So I'm not gonna do a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna take in I think some gorgeous scenery and 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 I'm gonna do me for a little bit rob so I'm ready for vacation but I've earned it I think. Did
0: you get me anything at
1: Wall Drug? Of course I did. <laughs> rob you can't that's where all that's where I got all the souvenirs forever. I mean <laughs> Rob, we could do it. Man, how long do we want to podcast today? I know your <laughs> I know your love of wall
0: drug. And now Rob had Rob had told me about it and, and I your kids loved it. it, didn't they? Your Everyone kids were knows about it. But. It was like Christmas for your kids in, in July, wasn't it? Or August, yeah. whatever the hell month this is. And and we stopped on the way there and on the way back.
1: Of course. But we did like we did like our main wall drug trip on the way back. So yeah, I mean, I I strategically planned it so my kids were all cranky because it's 7 30 in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning and then you, you wake them up and you're like we're at wall drug and they were in i mean they were just loving it they were on cloud nine then uh, if you can't if find it's it at wall drug it's a it cannot, cannot be, be found.
0: found what's that if you can't find it at wall drug it cannot be found that's true i got a five cent cup of coffee you
1: got to get the five cent cup of coffee right yep free free ice water yeah good stop good stop good good end to a really good vacation and i i, I tried to send rob plenty of photos um, of, of, of wall drug and the various billboards leading you to the to the exit for wall drug no uh, we've got
0: family shots from wall drug <laughs> a lot of them oh uh, yeah so trying to steer this back on course here um, You've been out to some football practices, some prep football practices, uh, in between your two vacations. Um, I give these kids credit, man. This weather—typically, <laughs> when it's hey, its first day of football practice. Okay, let's kick up the heat and humidity in Iowa. It, it's like clockwork. It's like the rain at the state softball tournament. It's uh, it's soccer
1: season or, or track season in reverse. Where I joke with that about <laughs> all the coaches every year because. You start soccer inevitably. I sit at a soccer meet, usually soccer and not track, but but sometimes track. But I I sit at a soccer game and watch kids run around in long sleeves and sweatshirts, and the coaches have parkas on, and we sit there in March and get snowed on, and the wind blows and you freeze, and then you go to the state soccer tournament in June, and everybody's like, everybody's trying to make a mad dash for the one spot of shade, and I'm sitting in I'm. <laughs> Rob and Susan taught me this trick a long time ago. You're sitting behind a white pole. You can just to steal like the, the foot of shade that a, a white pole gives off. Cause it's a hundred degrees and they're taking water breaks and that's football season in Iowa in reverse where man, these, it, this week has been rough and, and, you know, all these teams had camp last week uh, in some capacity, you know, talking to the coaches, a lot of these coaches, they do their youth camp and then they do their, their high school camp uh, in conjunction with that and, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it, it's the joke, you know, just like we'll say the same thing if it snows in November and we're playing snowball or whatever, but it's football in Iowa and it's tough, but I mean, it's hard, it, it hardly feels like, like football weather. And um, yeah, been out to four practices, have another one today. Um, and then we'll, I'll get to a couple more when I get back um, after this short, short little vacation, but it's, I was just telling some coach. I've told several coaches, it's going to be a super fun year in the area. I say that all the time. I love football season, but there's a lot of intrigue this year. Um, a lot of, a, a lot of intrigue with all, you know, four new coaches of seven teams, Rob, you know, James Harris at Liberty high, uh, Jason Dumont, who's new, but is, is very much, you know, been a bit a huge part of the Regina success. So he's new in, in his position, but he's not new, uh, a Regina. Um, and then Mitch Moore at city high and, um, Matt Hattie at, at Clear Creek. So, been out to see a couple of the new coaches already, um, on need to go see a couple more about and, and how they do things, but it's, you know, a lot of these schools, uh, I haven't been through all of this, so bear with me here. I'm kind of thinking, but, um, a lot of these schools lost, not just starting quarterbacks, but really, 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 for, I mean, marcus morgan and gavin hirschman and ashton cook and and Rafe hamilton and you look at some of the quarterbacks that that have graduated and that's you know as as fans and media that's rob's been doing this since big 10 media today i'm sure where where do you start the conversation always you know who's do you have a quarterback back so um and, and really ryan Navarre at clear creek the same way i mean a lot of really productive guys that filled the stat sheet for multiple years um you know are gone so you have Questions there that leads to the intrigue, the two things you start with coach, quarterback. Uh, you know, we lost. I say we just the York rep sports area lost several thousand-yard rushers. So there's gonna be a lot of new guys filling the key spots that you talk about. That being said, I think almost I think we have a lot of really good football teams here that are gonna win a lot of games and be playing meaningful games uh in October. Because I think I I really do think that our teams are gonna be highly successful this year, Rob. Um, but it's just going to be different. And that's, that's fun for people like me. Like I love kind of, you know, penciling in where guys are going to be at and and who's, who are guys that can, you know, take their game to the next level and, and see guys do different things. So it's going to be fun. There's a lot of quarterback competitions going still. I mean, as we sit here today, the 11th, you know, we're on the third day of, of, of practice, you know, true practice. So I think there's spots to be won and, and, um, you know, competitions out there, but Exciting for sure. And the thing, we mentioned the heat right away. It's been so hot. I've been to four practices already in the tempo, the energy, the, the enthusiasm. Now, granted it's day three that, that probably is going to wear on some of these guys as you get into next week and in the end of this week, but it's been super encouraging. I mean, there has been a lot of the, the, the attitude is great at all four of the places I've been, I've been to. And been to some morning practice, been to some evening practices, everybody kind of doing it differently. And um, it's been fun. I, it's just awesome to get back out there, especially now today, you know, people have helmets, you know, shoulder pads on. So you get a little bit of the, the sound pads are popping a little bit. It's, it's football season. It's cool. Um, it's, it's a good time.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure everybody has a, a greater appreciation um after what they went through last August before that season like no other and uh still got to be careful we're still dealing with the the virus in this country but uh certainly in a better spot than we were at last year at this time
1: it's amazing I mean it really is amazing this is again I was joking about it before but I have a tendency to just go too fast to talk too fast to, to to do everything too fast Rob but it's amazing I'd almost, I was in the middle of my first interview with, with a coach and I had had it planned out and what I wanted to do. And I had almost forgotten what we, where we were at this time last year. I, I really had. I mean, it's like you just speed through life when, when you don't slow down. And my wife is constantly on me to, to slow down and, and, you know, soak it in a little bit or however you want to say it. Man, I, I was talking to a coach and they kind of reminded me, you know, no off season, no seven on seven. A lot of these things that we didn't do, last year, even for high school football, there's an off season, Rob. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that I mean, anybody that doesn't know oh, sure. this and you know, we weren't in school at the end of last year, everything was different. We weren't sure what was going to happen with school coming up and there wasn't the summer conditioning and all these things. And so I, I had to, after that first interview, I kind of had to come home and sit and reset. And I actually went back through our website and looked again at a bunch of the stuff that we did from March to, you know, August last year. And we had, high, we had summer sports, obviously, but it's just different. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of these coaches and even kids, and we don't give kids maybe, I say kids, you know, high school kids, we don't give them enough credit for this sometimes. You do feel like there is a renewed sense of, of or a, a, just a sense of appreciation, you know, for being able to play this, play sports that these kids enjoy. And like you said, I mean, there's still an awareness out there. I've been really impressed talking to all the coaches and a lot of the kids that they're aware, you know, there, there's, there's a responsibility to, to remain aware of what's going on with the virus in our country, but a lot of coaches back to excited and players excited to be back to, to closer to normal. And you don't, I mean, I don't like that term, but you know, we're, we're, they're appreciative of where we're at right now after where we were at last year at this point, Rob.
0: Yeah. Pre-pandemic normal, the, the yeah. new normal, however you want to, however you want to frame it. Um, it'll be nice having a little bit. And I, and I think, you know, if anything teams learned last year that, uh, you know, you have to uh, you have to commit to this thing because, you know, you put yourself in a bad spot and and get yourself, uh, you know, compromise yourself, then uh, that can really impact the season. And uh, it was impacted around here last year in Iowa city, obviously. Um, Sure. So um, I think we all have our fingers crossed that, again, as close to the new normal as we can get here and, and competition isn't effective. Absolutely. Just kind of knock on wood, do whatever
1: you do. Right. But I think that's what we're I think that's what we're what, what we're all going for. Right. And, uh, and on the same page with that. So. Exciting to at least at this point to be to be feeling kind of the same way we were. It's it's fun to not be asking those questions too, right? (laughs) Whether it's on the record or off the record, just last year at this point, every time that you're talking to somebody, it's like what what's going on? You know, where are we at with this? So it's fun to just, and I I'm sure for you with Iowa and anybody that covers college sports or professional sports or whatever, it's it's fun. I mean, I've been gearing all my questions towards football. You know, we're actually talking about football, which is which is fun because that
0: certainly wasn't always the case last year. Any, uh, you talked about the quarterbacks, any other storylines that, you know, quarterbacks and new coaches, but any other things, storylines, items that popped out from your visit so far?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I really do. I mean, I mean this, I think there's a lot, you know, and I, um, we'll, t- we'll pod again next week or some, at some point Rob for the listeners. But um, so far I've been out to, to Iowa city high city high, West high um, clear Creek and Solon. So I'm kind of, you know, a lot of this is just when teams practice. What else I have going on? How I can kind of work a couple, you know, into the same day? Or you know, I I, I drag my kids to a lot of these too. So they were all whining. It was hot today. I'm like, come on, guys, suck it up. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just joking. But around my kids' schedules too, I'm I'm dropping kids off at, at various activities and and dragging the little one with me and stuff. But um, I you know, starting with West High. You know, they missed. They they played less games last year, but they were a they were quarterfinalists last year. I mean, a really good a really good team, and it's just kind of become it's a little bit of a broken record. But they've maintained that, Rob. They haven't been back to the Unidome. Dome. They had those back to back semi or back to back runner up finishes, but they've they've really established themselves where where, where I think they've kind of you, you when you think of consistency on the eastern side of the state, you, you think Bettendorf. I mean, in fact, I just, as I have conversations with, with five, now five, A I you used to say five, A coaches. It's like, you know, how's Bettendorf going to be this year? And, and this goes back. I'm not saying I've had these conversations this year, but you go back since I've been here in 2013, how's Bettendorf going to be this year? And it's just, well, they're Bettendorf and, and they mean that as a compliment, you know, it's like, they're, they're, they're at that level. And I think West has really become that type of a team where, you lose a guy like Marcus Morgan, and I think they expect to be right back at that level. You know, I mean, it's just the, the standard has truly been set there where they've done it under Garrett Hartwig for almost a decade now, um, where they are going to be one of the premier programs in Eastern Iowa, in and out. So I think that's kind of a, I don't know if you'd say a storyline, but you know they really think they have a special group again. Um, they're going to be a little bit different when you look at kind of who comes back, but they really like their group. And then at City High, it's just that, it's kind of the opposite. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know, they've won two games four years in a row and it's kind of for them getting back to that standard where we don't have to go through it, but we both know you covered it. We both know the standard that, that city high, you know, football expects to be at. So it's kind of them, it's kind of, you know, West maintaining where they've been and city high getting back to where they've been. And right now, I mean, just talking about those two, starting with those two, I I think both those teams are going to be really successful this year. Uh, I think on paper, you look at West and what it lost. I mean, it lost, it lost all of its offensive production on paper. I mean, it lost its top two or three running backs. It lost all of its receivers. It lost Marcus Morgan. Um, but they bring a lot back up front. They have some guys that are sliding into those skill position, skill positions that they really like. And and that, you know, and that I've seen that have played some varsity football at other positions. And I think they're going to be good. They're going to be a little bit different, but I think they're going to be talented. And like I said, they just have guys that have played at that level and and within that program that know the standard. And and City High brings back a lot, Rob, a lot of guys that have played a lot of varsity football, uh, three really good guys up front um, in Austin Friday and and the Goodrich boys. And that's that's the starts, the makings of a really good offensive line. They 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 got to find a quarterback. Um, and they have, you know, I know they have multiple guys that are, that they're looking at there, but, uh, they bring back guys at receiver. They bring back guys in the offensive backfield. Gable Mitchell's obviously, you know, three-year varsity player. Ben Keeter is, is Ben Keeter. He's going to be, you know, really good for them on their defense and, and moving around on offense and stuff. So I think they're poised to make a big jump this year Rod. I think they've got talent. Um, and then the other two, you know, Solon and, and Clear Creek that I've been out to, were both have. Interesting storylines too, Uh, you know, Clear Creek with a new coach. Um, And and I'm gonna have a lot of these stories coming out too, but Clear Creek has a couple guys, guys I talked to, Ben Swales and Gage Freeman, who were, you know, Ben Swales had six interceptions in eight games last year, starter in the defensive backfield. Gage Freeman was third on the team in tackles. So these are are both three-year varsity guys, you know, guys that played as sophomores, guys that were huge contributors, Last year on defense, that now step into quarterback and running back, and, and you know guys that are just, I think the, I think the story with them is, they've been good, just like both those two guys have been good. Now they're now they're trying to become you know be more than good. You know now those guys are taking on bigger roles, uh, so it'd be interesting to see how, excuse me, see how they develop, and then, Solon's a lot. You know Solon brings back a quarterback, Blake Timmons, who started as a sophomore last year was really good. But then they're a little, they're a lot like Regina. They're a lot like West. Basically all the rest of their skill position, production is, is gone. You know, you look at their receiver and you look at their uh, running backs. It's like a lot of that's gone off paper. Uh, so how do they fill in those spots? And they they have guys they really like too. Um, but they kind of got to fill in some of that stuff that that people like me and, you know, sports writers look at. Because uh, Regina's the same way. They bring back a ton of guys on their front seven on defense, Rob, bring back a bunch of really good offensive linemen. I, mean, I think four, three or four guys up there. I haven't dug as deeply into Regina yet, but they're going to be really good up front on both sides of the ball. But but at the same time, you don't you don't just replace an Ashton Cook or an Alec Wick or a Theo Coley, guys like that. So again, they have guys they really like. They have guys that I that I've seen in other positions that I think can can I don't want to say pick up the slack, but slide into those bigger roles. But that's always this. That's always the story with high school football. Classes come in, classes go out you got to have guys make that jump from, you know, contributor to, to, to guy, to dude, to, to stud, however you want to say it. And that's going to be a big thing to watch for all three of those teams um, going forward is how do those guys kind of make that jump?
0: you get a sense um, either at City or Clear Creek, has there been like a big shift in scheme, uh, you know, just kind of schematically with what we're going to see this year?
1: I think probably more, more at city, you know, and, and without, I mean, I'm
0: like I said, yeah, I, know, it's still early. I
1: know exactly what they're going to do, but um, you know, coach more real Mitch more the new city high coach has a really good coaching staff that he's put together. He's really excited about that. Uh, he's really excited and, and,
0: about everything. He, he is, he's, he's a high energy guy. I mean, I saw he, him at the Desmond King camp. I got to meet him out there. And he's definitely, he's got the energy. There's no doubt. Yeah, energy Energy's not an issue. And all the guys <laughs> said that too. They're like, you know, you're, you you have
1: high energy or someone's going to explain to you that you don't is basically what they said. But yeah, energy is not, not an issue over there. Um, but no, I, I think they will be the one, if I had to guess, and I haven't seen, them, you know, I've watched a little bit of practice, and I'm not trying to give away anybody's, you know, game plans, but I think they'll be the one that maybe looks the most different. If I had to guess, um, you know, Clear Creek, uh, they they retain a lot of, you know, a lot of their coaching staff, and, and not not to, you know, Coach Hattie's not going to put his own thumbprint on it. I mean, of course he is, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, it'll be that's that's one of those things that kind of gets me excited, you know, just like I said, with the new coaches and, and new quarterbacks and all those things to kind of see what these teams look like two, three weeks in and then to see how they look in week eight or nine as well. But, um, yeah, from it, it's fun when you get what for me, because I you know this and, and a lot of the people that, that read and follow the site know this. I really enjoy getting to know the kids and the coaches. And I'm really, really, really excited about all four of the of the new coaches. I'm, I'm going to keep calling coach Dumont a new coach even though if you followed high school football around here you know coach Dumont probably but with these new coaches I'm really excited and then because I'm excited with the same thing I mean Regina's a good example they brought back I mean a big thing from talking to talking to coach Dumont was keeping that coaching staff intact um, as much as they could and, and a lot of those guys you know Ed Hinkle and a lot of these guys are back with Regina but you know, as a coach, there's always things that you're going to tweak a little bit and you want to put your own, you know, your own flair on it. You know, flair is not the right way to say it, but but have your thumbprint on the program. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how all these guys do that a little bit. Um, That being said, it's a good segue into, we ran our first, I kind of hinted at this before, but we're doing a question and answer with all these coaches. And we ran the the one, um, you know, with coach Hattie at, at Clear Creek is up on the website right now. And Um, we haven't really done anything like that before. It's, it's just a, it's just a question and answer format, but I really like it with these new guys. I wasn't planning on doing that. And as I interviewed all these coaches, I'm like, people don't want to hear what I, you know, my writing about these guys, or it's like, I, you know, give us your background. How did you end up with these places? where did you do? So it's a, it's a really good chance. If you're interested in reading about, uh, any of these guys, we're going to run those, you know, throughout the next couple of weeks, it's a good chance to kind of get some background. And we tried to have some fun with it too. Um, you know, coach Dumont, um, you know, talked a little bit about just how the game has changed in in his 13 or 14 years coaching, you know, specifically coaching defense, um, at the high school level. And so we tried, kind of tried to have some fun with it too. Um, I, I asked coach Hattie a question about he's coached so many different things. You know, he's coaching girls basketball at Mount Vernon. He's coached all these sports. So had asked him a question, if there's any sports he, he hadn't coached, I think he's coached golf in there too. So, um, but, I think that's a great way to kind of get a to learn a little bit more about these about these coaches. So keep an eye out for that. Those all all three, the one with Coach Hattie is up now, and the other three will be up you know sometime here in the next couple of weeks. So as we get into the season, I think that's a good way to just you know read their words and, and what they had to say about you know all these these positions where they're at and, and maybe you know how they kind of see uh, you know what what they want people to maybe say about a program you know, that they coach. Um, So it's been fun to get to know those guys uh, over the last couple of weeks too.
0: We saw changes at Solon last year. Um, Obviously a a change of an error there with the, the Millers going out. I thought Blake Timmons was one of the uh, kind of revelations around here for local football last year, taking over for Cam Miller and did a really nice job doing that. But, he, as you said earlier, he had the benefit of having veteran guys around him. Now he's the veteran guy. What do you see from him this year, and, and kind of how his role might change a little bit in terms of how uh, he leads that offense? Yeah, I mean, I I think they eased him in a little bit, and then again, and I I,
1: I hit Solon this morning and um, talking to, talking to Coach Stanton, and he he was one of the guys that made a really good point. Um, you know, because anytime in high school football. That you return a quarterback. It's huge just because, I mean, not all of the time, but most of the time, it's not uncommon to have a guy for two years at the most, you know, and, and mm-hmm. your know, Blake was a sophomore starter. Marcus Morgan was a sophomore starter. Ashton cook, you know, we've been spoiled around here that you know, West had a stretch for a long time under coach Hartway, where they had guys for a year, a year, You know, and that's in a way you like that, right? I mean, you have a senior that comes in, but, they learn the system and then they have one year where they play. And I think that was like the first three or four years under coach Hardwick at West is they had guys like that, or at least the first two or three years, but the, there's no substitute, especially at that position for, for game reps. Um, and he got those last year, but you know, coach Stanton made a really good point this morning. I mean, they didn't have a lot of, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't a normal, quote unquote, normal off season last year. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, they had a new coaching staff. So man, they were throwing a lot out there in fall camp. And he just mentioned to me this year, you know, how much further ahead he thought they were, you know, August 11th today versus August 11th last year, when you bring back a quarterback and you bring back some, some continuity on the coaching staff, just terminology and all those things. So, um, but I look at Blake as you look at what he did in baseball this year, he was a really nice player for them last year. And you could certainly see the talent in, in the skill and he was, I mean, he's a first-team All-Stater. You know, we haven't talked about that since that came out, but first-team All-State by the Iowa High School Baseball Coaches Association. Story's up on the website if you want to read the whole 3A team. But, man, I mean, he really took it to another level there this year. And so you kind of, I don't know if say you expect first-team All-State, but you, you see his maturity, you know, his development on the baseball diamond. And really, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, you know, that Xavier game he was just really, really on top of it. And so he's a guy now with a year under his belt, you know, more of a leader. He's a dual threat guy. Obviously they need to, you know, he needs to be able to stretch the field a little bit through the passing game. And I'm sure that's something that they feel better about this year with the year under their belt, as far as just schematically and everything, but he's going to be key for them. Um, because, you know, like you said, last year kind of was able to lean on a Colton Hoffman, a receiver, Jackson Ryan at running back and some of those guys in this year, they're going to have good, talented skill guys. It's stolen. Of course, they're going to put guys in there that are they're going to be able to be explosive playmakers or, or be really solid playmakers. But he's going to maybe have a little bit bigger role, probably a probably much bigger role in the offense. But he's a competitor. He's one of those guys that, that I mean, he's he eats that stuff up. So they're going to have guys in those positions that he can get the ball to. But it'll be interesting to see how they kind of tailor it around him a little bit more this year, maybe instead of those other guys. But And, and they bring back a couple – a couple of really good guys up front, and Caden Knipper and, and Gage Marty, too, who are real athletic uh, high school offensive linemen. I mean, Gage Marty's a you know exceptional wrestler, and those guys are both in that. It's it's like you stand next to him, and you certainly aren't like, oh, you're undersized. I mean, these are these are 225, 240 pound kids. I mean, they're huge and they're they're strong, but but they're not that kind of old school traditional 270 pound lineman. But but they can both really move. Um, they've got that athleticism they've got that explosion that explosion um so they're they've got the nucleus there Rob they need to break in some of those new guys too and they're gonna be breaking in a lot of guys I think they bring back seven or eight starters so a lot of new guys but you know it's a broken record here how well has Solon has done that you know for decades and how well Regina has done that for decades when they have new kids that, that step in they always seem to be ready to play and that's a credit to you know I watched at practice today I watched um you know, Mark Silvers and some of those guys work with their fresh soft group and they've had that continuity and that coaching staff for a long time. And those fresh, those kids that come up from freshman sophomore team are always, you know, ready to play relatively quickly at the varsity level. So that that's, that's a big key for them, I think, but it will be interesting to see how they kind of tailor that offense, maybe a little bit more to to Blake Timmons this year. But like I said, he's a gamer. He's one of those guys
0: that's certainly going to be up for that challenge. A few more, uh, minutes here and then we'll wrap it up. We've done pretty well considering um, <laughs> how unprepared we were. Uh, I saw a, uh, a tweet from Derek Sauvel from the Wilton Durant Advocate News um, about the RVC changes. Did you see that? And, and what have you heard on that?
1: going to be interesting. It's Makokita um, from WAMAC to RVC. North Cedar is leaving the RVC North um, after this school year, so I think for 2022, 23. So that's a kind of a natural switch there on the North side. And then um, I think Beckman is the other one.
0: Yeah, Beckman. Is that right? Yeah. Um,
1: so, I I mean, it's going to be – we just wouldn't be doing our due <laughs> diligence if we didn't get some realignment talking, right? Rob, based on what's been going on in the world. Dude, I'm still trying. Month.
0: I know I'm going to be messed up with the five classes in football this year. I'm trying to <laughs> ignore that as long as I can. But,
1: yeah, we need realignment talk. Um, no, it will be interesting because I, I do think, without going without going crazy here, I do think overall, and it started a little bit, I don't have inside information on this. I have, I have talked to people, and I'm not going to throw names out or whatever, but I have talked to people because I think it started – High, Iowa high school quote-unquote realignment and I'm, I'm joking but it obviously started I think the conversations for a lot of people started with the um, Des Moines public schools right. in, breaking away from the suburban schools uh, in Des Moines which you know I think Waterloo East is going to go with that group and it's um is it is not, next year that's not this I just, season. no I believe it's next year okay so but but it's you know. That kind of, and I'm not, I'm really not, put, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth. That kind of like looking to be in a competitive situation, right? So you're you're, and and that sounds like I'm saying that teams can't compete. That's not what I'm saying, but you're looking for like opponents, you know, more. And I think that's kind of started the conversation. And and if if geography factors into it, obviously that's that's a factor. But these teams are you know kind of just looking looking at it more from that standpoint. And I think you're going to see more people look at that up and up and down, you know, down from, from 4A that's obviously 4A down, down to 1A Rob. Now, some of these places are more hampered geographically than, than others. Um, But you have, you know, Waterloo East leaving the MVC and, and then the talk kind of was, you know, what does the MVC do? I, I think you could see a shift in let's say five to 10 years of more places going back to smaller conferences, conferences of eight. You know, I mean, you look at the RBC, I think was 14 MVCs. A lot of these were in the 14 to 16 range, right? And you, you, you double up on, you know, the teams in your division for, for sports like basketball or, or whatever. And you play everybody once maybe in some other sports and obviously football doesn't have the conference scheduling anymore, but I think you could see a shift back to some of these places trying to go smaller which allows you to play either around Robin with everybody in your conference and or gives you the opportunity to schedule more like opponents out of conference. If that makes, if that makes sense. So, um, so you're not just locked in. So let's say a sport like basketball, you're not just locked into 20 of your 23 games being against these teams. And if you, if you can't compete with those teams, you're, you're locked in or if you, you know, beat a lot of those teams soundly, you're locked into that too, where instead maybe you have 16 conference games and then that allows you to schedule nine others against like opponents from around the state, whatever, you know, whatever level that may be. I don't know. I, I've had this conversation with some people on the the pros and cons of going more that way, I guess. And, and, you know, you look at geography, what role does that play into it? But it certainly will be interesting. But, you know, as of right now, I think those two are both, have made those decisions at, at the board level uh, at those schools that, that Dyersville Beckman is leaving the WOMAC and, and presumably, you know, the RVC could be a landing spot for them. But, but I think that is, um, Makoka's plan is to, to leave the Wamack and, and join the RVC, which, you know, at first glance is, is probably a good move. Um, I mean, I think those teams fit natural. They, they fit naturally there, but you um, know, like i said it will be interesting to see if there's more of more of that shift right from a lot from a lot of these all, all the way from the biggest to, this, to the smallest classes to see if teams shift into more of a smaller conference which in which mean which means a lighter conference schedule which means them more scheduling flexibility i guess is the best way to say it um so i don't know it'll be interesting i i'm just I haven't talked to a lot of people about that. You know, it's outside of our our coverage area, but it obviously impacts our coverage area. With us having, you know, West Branch and in Regina and the RBC and the River Valley and in you know Clear Creek and and Solon and the, <clears throat> in the in the But the other thing too is, you know, schools continue to either you know some schools school districts continue to grow, others remain the same. So um, that's kind of always a always an evolving thing as well. So it'd be interesting to see how, where we're at in, in five years, maybe. Um, but I do think there, there could potentially be that shift of people looking for maybe more of that flexibility and scheduling Rob,
0: It'll be interesting to see what the, what the MVC does too. Now with losing Waterloo East, I I was kind of surprised Waterloo West didn't go with Waterloo East as well, but I don't know this. I'm not very close to the situation up there and the dynamics, but, uh, Interesting to see how the MV because obviously now you have an un you know an unbalanced league right. right now right and that's and that is the again you look at scheduling I mean that's the, that's the
1: tough thing is you want that you want that balanced schedule I yeah. I, I shouldn't say even because that's not there I always I always say even but you want that balanced but again that that comes back to one of those things where just for example and I I haven't talked to anyone but you know like an art like these these conferences that have divisions. So if you just split those and those became two conferences, then, then you could have seven or you could have six or you could have eight where that that's the tough thing is if you have divisions, you know, you can't, it's tougher to have division of eight and a division of seven right. scheduling rise. Um, so that's another reason that as teams do continue to, to, to go different areas, why I think you could see more of these places say, okay, <laughs> not to bring it back to like the, not to bring it back because it's so different and that's why I'm laughing, but you know, you hear all these rumors about like, for example, the the Big 12 and the the Pac-12 having a merger, but then, oh, maybe we could have like a scheduling alliance where that does make sense in high school where, hey, we were a conference for X number of years. We're going to become two conferences. But right here, you have, if if the RVC became two conferences, Rob, just for example, and no, I have not talked to anyone about that. I've seen that floated on social media and stuff too. Um, But let's say the, the North and South split there. Right there, you have a big pool of people that you could call for those non-conference games and say, "Hey, you were about like us last year in football, or, or mm-hmm. I, I should say, football. Football's district, but in basketball or or, or soccer, or whatever." So, right there, you have a you have a pool of people that you could that you could contact and, and theoretically have a little bit of a scheduling. What did, what do they call it? Like a scheduling agreement or whatever. So, it would be interesting if. If I was in charge, I think that would be a good way to go. It gives you a little bit more flexibility. Ultimately, what we're looking for is, is competitive games, right? I mean, like... Yeah, this isn't about money like college. This is about exactly competition. I mean, and I'll say the same thing about my... I coach my son's nine, eight, eight-year-old team, right? So ultimately, what I'm looking for is... I joke all the time with youth sports. I've probably told you this. You go to a tournament in basketball, you win a game by 20, you lose a game by 20, and you play a game that's like two points. Well, I would... I'd much rather go to a tournament and go 0 and 3, and lose three games by two points, than I would go to that tournament and you know go 1 and 2, where I win the game by 20 and lose the other two. I mean, it's like you want to play competitive games, and I think that's what everyone wants. I mean, everybody wants to win, and, and you should. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. playing high school sports, you should want to win. But I think everybody wants to play those those competitive games, um, and so you know you're never going to get a schedule, whether it's 20 basketball games or 20, 15 soccer matches or 40 softball games where you play all competitive, you know, one run, one touchdown, one score games. That's not going to happen, but the more of those you can play for both sides and for kids, I think that's a good thing. So if you're able to schedule more opponents that are hypothetically, you know, like similar to you, I think it's a good thing. Now, if we rearrange every conference in the world, does that mean that that's going to happen? No, there's no perfect solution to any of this, but, I do think there's a lot of smart people that are, that are much smarter than me and have their finger on the pulse more of this that are, that are making good decisions for these things. So I think that's a, I think that's a positive thing, Rob.
0: Matt costs from our friend from the quad city times, uh, just published a story. Speaking of timing here. Uh, and by the way, we're recording this on Wednesday, August the 11th around midday. Um, uh, Matt's lead is for Makokata. It's simply boiled down to location. When Central DeWitt opted to leave the WAMAC, join the Mississippi Athletic Conference two and a half years ago, Macoka was left in a precarious position, with no conference school closer than 47 miles, and the average round trip approximately 150 miles. The, the travel became too much. We love the WAMAC. Macoka Activities Director Tom Grunwell said, "The only reason we're leaving is distance. When DeWitt left, that put us in a tough spot."
1: And I I I honestly meant to say that. And again, I, I got too far ahead of myself. I I think I retweeted Matt yesterday. He was the first. I don't want to say he he was the first person that I saw that, that had the WAMAC. Obviously, Matt's a a good friend, but a, a, an incredible um, asset, a, an incredible um, you know media person for high school sports in this area. But yeah, that's. I mean, there you go. I mean, that's. They're even on more of an island than what I you know than what I realized, yeah, I guess. I didn't and, realize like, that 47 either. miles and and you know my geography is not perfect. I've been we we joked about it last year. I kept <laughs> having to go to McCocina for district basketball games. So I I know where it's at, but
0: but yeah, I mean they've got where, a uh, they've got a fish restaurant out there. They, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rob's seen the commercials. <laughs> the commercials real, Rob. Man. Yes. Now that that's back in play. The fish but, farm, I believe it's called. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, long-time podcast listeners! If you if you've been with <laughs> us, if you've stuck with us long enough, you uh, we were very enamored by the commercials. Um But yeah. no, that that's a good. I mean, again, the geography, the combination of the, and, and I think that's a, I think that's a net positive um for the yeah, RBC.
0: But McCook and Dyersville are seeking to join the RBC to start the 22-23 school year. That would that would be part of the North division along with Anamosa, Bellevue, Comanche, Cascade, Monticello, and Northeast. That all, I mean, that makes complete sense.
1: Right. And um, I know, I know I've talked to Jeff Linder from the Sea Rapids Gazette about this Jeff's covered high school sports in the state for a lot longer than I have, but I think we're starting to realign a little bit more with the way it was with the way it actually used to be, uh, you know, years ago. And, And again, I'm not saying that anybody messed up along the way, but, um you know jeff jeff has really good insight into that as well and, and matt cost does too but you know those guys those are i i think and i can't couldn't tell you the names of these conferences but um i think that's kind of the way it was a while ago rob with yeah. a lot of those teams grouped together and if you remember you know animosa has has recently made the switch from the wamac to the rvc as well so they they're another one that that you know flip-flopped there a couple of years ago so interesting times as, as far as that goes, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the way it goes a little bit. Like I said, you, there's going to be these changes, um, you know, enrollment, geography, and that's a great example in that story. You know, one, one team, you know, central to it going to the Mac really changed it for, for them geographically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I'm sure we'll see changes on this in the next few years. And, We'll continue to talk about it and uh, give you guys updates. Right now, I'm focused on, I'm focusing on Iowa high school football with five classes because it's going <laughs> to well, take me prior to November to get used to it. I don't know. I, I,
1: I'm glad we had this conversation around because I need to go back and see the things that I've typed already, how many times <laughs> I typed 4A. And I'm, and I'm not joking around. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure I've done it more than once. But that's going to be a hard – that's going to be a tough one to break this this fall. But, Rob, we we would probably – I didn't mention this to you before we started, but we would be remiss if we did not discuss the fact that Iowa high school basketball is adding a shot clock. Um, yes. In not this coming season, but the – what would that be? 2022-2023 season. So, I'm springing that on you now, but we really
0: – 35, have Right. What's that? 35 seconds? Yes. They should make it a 10-second shot clock and then put um, lines around, have like a four-point line, a five-point line. I think they should just go nuts.
1: (laughs) I will say uh, I've talked to a lot of people. I haven't written anything on it, so don't scour the website. I I haven't done that. Um, I've talked to a lot of people for a long time. You know, I mean, this has been it's going to be kind of actually boring now that we actually have it. Like, what are we going to what are we going to discuss all basketball season? What's everybody? getting?
0: It's like painting the water tower over. Exactly.
1: Great. It's like, (laughs) what are we going to complain about? (laughs) Exactly. They got that. And then I feel like people they wanted it for years. But I feel like those same people were disappointed because now now they're like, oh, man, like, what am I going to what am I going to complain about now? Um, But. I've talked to a lot of people for a long time and, and look, it's not a hundred percent thing, whether you're a player, a coach, a fan, whatever, it's not, nothing ever is. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are much, and I'm not saying this to be all like, I don't know anything about basketball. I've talked to a lot of people that coach at all levels. And I mean, all levels that are a lot more knowledgeable and, and have a much higher degree of, of, they're a lot more involved in basketball than I am. And, and it's overwhelming amongst those people that they, that this is something that they thought was a good thing for the game. I, I don't even want to say that they wanted, that they thought that this was a good thing for high school basketball. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I really will. I, I mean, we can talk more about it. We can discuss it, but as far as what I think about it, whenever people ask me that, and it's not a cop-out, I'm not trying to not give my opinion. When I, when there's something like this and. I mean, look, there's a lot more controversial things in the world than a shot clock for high school basketball. But I try to go to people that know a lot more than I do about it. And it was overwhelming amongst those people. What do you think? Do you think this is good or do you think this is bad? It was overwhelming amongst those people that that they they thought it was a positive change if it would ever be implemented. And now it is. So I kind of I listen to those people a lot. So I guess that's that's my initial take on it, Robin. I'd be curious to what you know, even know what you think. and We have a good discussion on this sometime, but they seem to be overwhelmingly in favor of it being overall a, a good, a positive change for the game of high school basketball.
0: Yeah, and that's good to hear because there are a lot of people, there are people that are, have a much greater understanding about how this will affect the quality of play. And that's really what you're looking at here. And really for us, Ryan, we're not going to know until it's instituted You know, we could sit here all day and say, hey, these are the pros and the cons, but you don't know until you see it. And you don't know until there's a sample size over time, whether it's good or bad. So it's kind of one of those things about when you argue when there's no real answer, there's no correct or right answer to it. Or, um, you know, you can just go back and forth forever until your head spins around. But um, it's good to hear that that people that are involved in the game feel like it's going to be a benefit. And if that's, you know, if that if that's the case, then it's, it's the right move. If it isn't, we'll find out over time. And I think that's a
1: great point, Rob, if you're having this discussion. I mean, it's not when I was, I mean, it's not that long ago to think about, you know, there's no three point line in college basketball when I was a kid. I mean, think about that now. I'm I'm getting old, but that's not that long ago. And you think about some of these things like that's a great point, Rob, because you think about how all these sports have changed. And things have been changed. And at the time I was too young, but I'm sure that was a giant thing when that got added. Right. Oh my gosh. Should we add a three point line? Should we not add a three point line? And now it's, you can't think of the game any other way. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. so will we be in 20 years, will we just be, or 10 years, however long will we just be, will we be thinking back to the good old days before the shot clock ruined high school basketball or will we just not be thinking of it any other way? So, I think that's an important. I think Rob brings up a great point there. Um, you know, you, you have we don't we don't know, right? Um, we can't say one way or another. But I'm I'm, I'm in, looking I'm,
0: forward to the shot clock malfunctions.
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: Hey, can't you guys fix? <laughs> Who's it running fix- that thing? <laughs> hey, wake up over there! That's <laughs> it. Gives it does, It's a benefit to the people that are in the stands that like to. uh, express their opinions from the stance. This will give them something else to focus on other than, Hey, three seconds. He's in the lane over the back. Uh, We,
1: I, maybe this is just a buffer to us having um, TV timeouts in high school sports.
0: Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming eventually. Hopefully I'm going.
1: I I have to bring up the TV timeouts for, for Rob, anyone that covers anyone that is (laughs) my, anyone that covers um college sports or or maybe is it tv timeouts rob or is it um is it video reviews which which do you enjoy more
0: yeah video reviews are great too (laughs) (laughs) all right ryan i think we've exhausted the conversation on this one we somehow squeezed out i don't even know how long we've been talking but Hopefully it uh, is coherent for people uh, on the other end of this listening. Uh, hopefully we made some sense today and we'll try to make more next week uh, when we come back. Enjoy your vacation. Take it yeah. easy. You know, what the you whole- don't want is to need a vacation from your vacation. Right. Well, I was just going to say,
1: hopefully, you know, the, the goal here is that when we record next week, that, that our listeners are like, man, Merkin just sounds so relaxed. Like he's just, you know, recharged. Yeah. Because I mean, like I said, this has got to last me for like, whatever that is like four. I mean, I need to get as much relax. I need to get like four months worth of relaxation out of these four days, Rob, because it's got to, I'm not going to get a lot of relaxation, you know, from whatever, whenever we get back, August, August 16th to like December 20th, like there's not going to be a lot of relaxation days, not a lot of recharging days scheduled into that. So especially I'm not complaining. I love it. But if you saw our family Google calendar from like <laughs> August, like 20, actually really truthfully, like the 17th of 18th, but like the 23rd to like that Christmas break. Wow. I mean, it's, it's on now. I mean, it is, I'm, I'm, I got stuff going on. So I, as, as everyone does, and I know Rob, Rob is in a similar situation too. So.
0: Take advantage, man. Take advantage of the next week for those folks listening. And um, I wonder if we're just going to talk about football uh, for the rest of (laughs) the month, we we will add in the other fall sports here in the weeks coming uh, as we get closer and Ryan gets a chance to get more Intel on, right. On what's going on out there. We don't want to, um, Sound like a complete couple of idiots talking about things we we haven't reviewed. <laughs> yeah, I should I should mention that's a great point. I should mention I told Rob you know I've
1: been focused on football here before vacation, but we do have we have our volleyball players um, to watch is up um, cross country. We're gonna have super good volleyball again. We have a state state championship type team in contender in in Liberty. A bunch of really talented volleyball players. Our, we'll get more into that because we have a couple of volleyball teams here in the area that, that I don't think people would be talking about as much that I think are really, really, really ready to make big jumps this year. Um, and we'll get more into that, but cross country again, Rob, it seems like we say this every year. Holy cow. We got some super talented, uh, cross country kids, golf, Rob, we got golf starting next, starting this week. Um, big golf meets. Um, unfortunately, um, a couple of those fall when I'm on vacation, but our golf gets rolling here in, in a matter of days uh, for the for City West and Liberty. So golf um, and then uh, swimming, which I, I I'm not even I'm I don't want this to sound condescending. I'm not. But people watch swimming on TV. Really, one of the few times that a lot of people watch swimming the Olympics um, and we come back into the pool and we have some super talented. We'll talk about it more, but some super, super, super talented um female swimmers swimming this fall for city and west so we'll have stories on all of that stuff throughout the fall but you know coming up here in the next couple of weeks we'll get on the website we'll get more into volleyball we'll have our volleyball previews and our capsules and we'll continue to have features and previews on football but we'll get it more into cross country um we have a couple of stories that i love doing each year for for volleyball and for football which is our uh breakthrough i always we, i told I said last week, we're kind of into that. Um, As Rob covers Iowa, the summer is like watch list time, right? Everybody's on the watch list. We kind of start our fall coverage with our 11 football players to watch, seven cross country runners to watch, six volleyball players to watch. And then we do a couple more of those lists. And one of them that I always really like doing is the the breakthrough candidates, people that, that are ready to step up to the next level. So we'll have that coming for volleyball and football here in the next couple of days. Um, like I said, keep an eye out for those coach question and answers. I thought those were really cool. I thought our coaches really kind of opened up and, and did a really good job with those. Um, and then we're going to try a, a social media. We're going to have some, some presence on social media um, next week, announcing something that we're going to kind of try to do for the website. Um, so keep an eye out for that too.
0: Those are called teasers. What Ryan just threw out there teasers. And that's uh that's to draw the folks in here. Uh, to the the seven nation podcast, but more importantly, yourprepsports.com, which is constantly adding uh, content that you guys will love and uh, check all of that out. Awesome. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more, uh, some more conversation. Uh, Hopefully we'll be a little bit more recharged and energetic. (laughs) Um, But until then, Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.